Who are the most influential players in the NBA over the last 30 years? NBA Cypher starts right now. So in the last episode, I asked the question, would the Warriors win another title during the Steph Curry era? And I love a lot of your responses. I'm a little surprised at how many of you call Steph Curry overrated. That kind of confuses me. Take a name out. Take the name away. You're drafted into the NBA. You're a six-time All-Star. Six-time All-NBA. You've won a scoring championship. You're a two-time MVP. And one of those MVPs, you're the very first unanimous MVP in NBA history. You're also a three-time champion. You changed the culture of not just a basketball team, not just that franchise, but the city around it. Is Steph Curry overrated? If you're asking that question in regards to, is he the best player in basketball? He's not. He's not the best player in basketball. But I don't think he's overrated. Or I I don't think he's overrated at all. I think Steph Curry is given the respect that he's due. And in some ways, he might be due even more considering his career, his story. That's not over. If they reload the way I talked about in the last episode, Steph Curry is going to win another ring. And if he adds another ring to his resume, along with a couple of more all-star and all-NBA appearances, how can he be overrated? The only way Steph Curry could come off as overrated is when you're comparing him to LeBron or Honestly, whatever you think of KD as a basketball player, Steph's not better than KD. He just, he's not. And I love Steph. But remember this, if KD never goes to the Warrior, if he never goes there, that one championship, it's probably their only championship to date. That doesn't mean that they wouldn't have eventually won another one, but it wouldn't have been anytime soon. Had he not gone that actually would have set LeBron up to win a couple of more championships. Steph is a great player, great ambassador to the league, great role model. And he's more than just a great shooter. I I think too many people have put him into one box and said he's a great shooter. He's not your gym teacher. He's not that chubby dude that beats everybody in the game around the world. He's more than that. He's not a standstill shooter. He's not Kerr or Paxson or Craig Hodges or a Kyle Korver or not even a Dale Ellis. He's more than all of them. Steph can take you off the dribble. Steph can finish. I know he doesn't look like the most athletic guy, but he's really good at finishing with floaters, offhand shots. He can finish with both hands. And here's a couple of things that makes him very, very unique that no one talks about. Steph Curry off the ball is one of the best players. Matter of fact, I have him in my top three when it comes to being off the ball. What do I mean? Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, 
along with Draymond, this skill that no one hardly talks about, Steph Curry is one of the best screeners in basketball. One of the very best. And when he screens somebody and frees them up, naturally the defense reacts. And when they react, he moves again. And before you realize it, Steph has set himself up for a wide open shot. Clay does the same thing. Draymond does it. Now the effect isn't quite the same because he's not the shooter that the other two are. But that's a big part of what Golden State does. They don't sit there and watch each other just play with the ball and dribble out the clock. When you watch Golden State, the closest they've ever had in terms of someone handling the rock and taking you off the dribble more than 10 or 15 seconds, that's KD. But even KD's not ball dominant. He knows how to play off the ball. KD doesn't average 20-plus shots a game. Steph Curry is underrated when you talk about his basketball IQ. He's underrated when you talk about the intangibles that he does off the ball. Not a great defender, but he's a willing defender. Yes, teams attack him the most, but part of the reason that they attack him is they they figure it's a strategy, right? It makes sense. If you can wear Steph down on defense, he won't be as effective on offense. I understand that. I know Draymond is the heart and soul when it comes to defense, when it comes to emotion. But the head of that snake on Golden State, it's Steph Curry. So no, Steph Curry is not overrated. Steph Curry is going to go down. He, We talk about KD if he will be top 10. I've said it before. Everybody can't be top 10. Now, I think KD will be rated ahead of Steph. But Steph is going to make a case, too. There's going to be some guys that are currently in the top 10. They're going to have to relocate. They're, I mean, think about the wave of players right now that are stop establishing not just their brand, their greatness, their numbers, their titles, their MVPs. There's been times when I've watched Golden State play. And I've heard people say that Steph player was the Steph Curry, I'm sorry, was the greatest player in the NBA. And I didn't agree with that. And I don't agree with that. Steph Curry is a two-time MVP. But like Steve Nash, at no time in his career was he ever the best player in the NBA. That doesn't mean he's not great. And the fact that he's had the success that he's had the impact on the game that he's had. I think Steph is an overachiever, but he's not overrated. I think he slept on more times than people want to admit. I think in the big picture, when it's all said and done, if he can add another title to his resume, resume, excuse me, people are going to have to rethink their perception of Steph Curry as a basketball player, as an individual talent and stop getting caught up in the fact that he can shoot from 45 feet without breaking form. He's more than a shooter. Before I get into who I think the players are that have had the biggest influence in the NBA over the last 30 years, I want to remind people, yes, of course, I know what Larry Bird and Magic Johnson did for the NBA. 
how they saved the NBA. If it weren't for them, then Michael Jordan himself wouldn't have a league to carry and take to another level. So I understand what Magic and Bird did for the NBA. But that's why this is about the players that have influenced the game the most over the last 30 years. That would take you back to 1990. And when I think of certain influencers, I'm thinking of Allen Iverson, but I'm also giving an assist to the Fab Five. That's Chris Webber, Jalen Rose, Jawan Howard, Jimmy King, and Ray Jackson. What they did when they came into college basketball, when they came to Michigan, with their talent, with their swagger, with that we're here, we're coming attitude, not to mention the baggy shorts, the black socks, that whole look. That was for the culture. That was a change, a sea change. And I thought that between their swagger, their bravado, their attitude, along with the look, that had to have influenced future players. Like Allen Iverson, a.k.a. Bubba Chuck, that guy, A.I., 160 pounds, six feet tall, a blur, a beast, break anybody's ankles, including Michael Jordan's. AI, to me, was Barry Sanders on the NBA hardwood. Unguardable. I don't care who you put on him. If you put size on him, he's blowing by them. If you put somebody his size on them, he's blowing by them. And ankles will be broken. Fearless, relentless. And remember this about AI. At that size, six feet, 160, he was still playing in the era where they sent guys flying into the front row. And he came right at you. A relentless beast. The guy led the league in scoring multiple times, four times, 11-time All-Star, three-time Steals champ, 96-97 Rookie of the Year, two-time All-Star MVP. Of course, he won the MVP in that dominant 2000-2001 season in which he took the Sixers to the finals. And I'm not hating on his talent around him, the surrounding talent. He did have a great coach in Larry Brown who won coach of the year that year. He had Aaron McKee, a great scorer off the bench, who won six men of the year that year. He had Dikembe Mutombo, who won defensive player of the year that year. But overall, that team was made up of a bunch of hardworking scrappers, but they weren't the most talented squad. They galvanized around AI. They ate because of AI. He willed them to that finals. And what he did in game one versus my beloved Lakers, it just shows you why he is one of the greatest. He was a beast. And obviously we've all seen the step back, the jump shot, the cross, and then the step over of Tyrone Lue. That's like one of those iconic moments. It wasn't just the baggy shorts or the black socks. AI took it to another level with the tats, with the cornrows. He was a cultural influencer. His swagger influenced younger players that would follow him. 
he is one of the great influencers over the last 30 years, in my opinion. And remember, influencers, before people get caught up in their feelings, I didn't say who were the greatest players of the last 30 years. By the way, he is one of those as well. But this is about the influence that they had, not just on the floor, but in other aspects outside of just playing basketball. Which would bring me to the next guy, in my opinion. And we were just talking about this guy. That's Steph Curry. Of course, Steph Curry is one of the biggest influencers over the last 30 years. Yes, guys were shooting a three long before Steph came. And there was a big impact on three-point shooting throughout the league before Steph came. But like what AI did with the Fab Five, Steph took that to a completely different level. Steph Curry and the way the Golden State changed their culture, changed the approach to the three-point shot. Think about this. In his last five seasons, Steph Curry averages almost 10 three-point shots attempted a game. And he shoots over 43% from three for his career. What Golden State has shown you is they've stretched the floor out even more. And that's because directly related to what Steph Curry can do as an individual talent and what he can do as a teammate, as a scoring threat. The fear of Steph when Golden State gets their motion offense going, and I just told you about how he and Clay and Draymond are great pick setters. When they get you moving, you either run out of gas and Steph or Clay comes off a pin down or a screen, or you miss an assignment and somebody gets a lob or a dunk. Steph Curry's influence on the NBA and the three-point shot, we're still feeling that right now. That's not over. Now, I can't guarantee he's going to win another title, but his influence and what he's done to the NBA, that's cemented. I think he's also affected how guys look at themselves in terms of being basketball players, that they realize I don't have to be a guy with a 40-inch vertical or ultra-quick. I can be skilled in certain ways, have a high basketball IQ and meet those super athletes on the same level and be as good or better than they are. Yes, Steph Curry, the three-time champion, the two-time MVP. He's one of my guys in terms of influencing other players, other fan bases across the world over the last 30 years. I really believe that. Which brings me to my next guy. And I'm not doing these in any particular order. This one is easy. You guys should already know. It's LeBron James. Six-time All-NBA defense. He's a three-time All-Star MVP. A four-time MVP. Three-time Finals MVP. Three-time champion. He's a scoring champion. Of course, he was Rookie of the Year. 16-time All-Star. 15-time this is more impressive, 15-time All-NBA player. That's what LeBron has given you on the court, as well as being a career, 27 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, insane PER, 27.5. LeBron James came into the league at 19 and was a beast right out the block. And here we are. 
He's age 35, and he's giving you 25, 8 rebounds, 10 assists. And the Lakers are one of the top three teams in the NBA in contention for another title run during the NBA restart. Those are the numbers. That's what he's done on the floor. But what he's done off the floor, I think, is even bigger because he's empowered NBA players to take control of their careers. He's empowered guys to negotiate, to dictate where they want to play, and at times, who they want to play with. If there's no LeBron James, and he doesn't do what he did with the decision back in 2010, I don't think Anthony Davis makes the move that he makes. Before that, even, I don't think KD makes the move he makes. And I and all these moves are fair. I've heard people complain about KD going to the Warriors. If you're a free agent, I don't care who you are. Go where you want to go. I love Damian Lillard. I'm a Dame fan. But if you have an opportunity and you truly want to win a title, I understand loyalty. I do. But if Damian Lillard ever wants to win a title, it will never be in Portland. I'm sorry, Blazers fan. I don't want to rain on your parade. But most of you already know what I know. The road to a title for Damian Lillard, it does not reside in Oregon. LeBron James' impact on not just that, too. Think about what he's done for marketing. How he's branched out into making films and production companies. He's given players a a blueprint to be more after their playing careers and not and not waiting for the end of his playing career while he is at the apex and still one of those dudes he's making these power moves he's showing future nba players he's showing current young nba players trey young luca he's showing these guys zion there's a path to becoming a mogul at some point i think he plans on joining michael jordan and being an owner For the most obvious reasons, his impact on and off the floor, his sustained greatness for almost 17 years, there's no question LeBron James will be on anybody's list when you're talking about great influencers over the last 30 years. You've probably heard the term force majeure a lot over the last month or two. And what that pertains to is the NBA CBA, not just the NBA CBA, but many business contracts. And what force majeure means is an unforeseeable circumstances that prevent someone from fulfilling a contract. And when you think about that and what has happened with the stoppage, with the pandemic, You've heard pundits like Max Kellerman, Skip Bayless, and others say if all the players don't show up to the bubble, if more players opt out, it will give the owners an excuse to go with force majeure. What I am saying is they're going to go with it anyway. They've lost too much revenue, and I've, I've stated that before. They're projecting ahead. The BRI, Basketball Related Income, That is directly related to attendance. There are no fans in the stands. They've already lost hundreds of millions of dollars 
and they're going to lose more because the turnaround into next season, I'm telling you right now, they're not going to be fans in the stands then either. So yes, they will interact and interject force majeure and break up the CBA and ask for a bigger chunk. Salaries are going to come down to a, to a, to a degree. Is Paul George under or overrated? We'll get into PG-13 next time.